We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to the ninth episode of the Golden Bears podcast, the Bearcast. Once again, that that intro song is Lovely. just I that yeah, I don't I just want to have them do it again. Yeah, at some point, please yeah. at least one more time this season. Ugh, I don't even want to start talking about this, but um, yeah. we kind of have to. Um, let's, but let's let's uh, let's uh, delay the inevitable just a little bit. Uh, ooh, inevitable. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's talk uh, just. Overall, Let's talk about slightly more fun things. Yeah, slightly except, more fun things. Except maybe not so much fun things, because I see we have here, we're talking about the UCF coach, George yeah. O'Leary. Resigning uh, yesterday. Long-time uh, coach. Yeah. Uh, I'll look up where. <laughs> um, also, uh, I mean, yesterday there weren't that many ranked games, so I wouldn't say there were many fun games to watch, but there were some exciting like ends to games. Yeah. Um, that kick six, uh, Georgia Tech against Florida State. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, and then, of course, uh, Seth Russell, Baylor quarterback, reported to have a broken clavicle collarbone. That's the worst. Um, it's the easiest one to break. I broke it playing football. And it's not fun. Yeah, but I mean, it's still reported. So apparently he's scheduled for an MRI on Monday. So that's that's still not 100%. If it's on his throwing arm, he's done for the year. Yeah. I can tell you that much. Oh. I did, it took me maybe three or four months to get back up to speed. Ugh. So, and then of course there was a uh, scary moment at Oregon State. Uh, Tristan Deku, who is actually the cousin of former Cal safety Thomas Deku, uh, was carted off. Uh, he was stretchered. Uh, he wasn't moving really on the field. They got him to hospital. He was moving his extremities, and yeah. he was released from the hospital late last night. So it's good. It's good to. Keep everyone healthy. We don't want another job situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any of those moments, I think, are horrifying. Uh, it's so scary. Um, whether you're at the game or watching on TV, actually, watching on TV is a little more scarier because they show you some of the replays of the hits. Yeah. Uh, and it's just oh. There's a uh, one that we were watching a couple of years ago with my brother, uh, Marcus Lattimore, when he had oh, his injury. That uh, that knee tear. Oh. My brother is a surgeon, and he insisted on watching it multiple times. Oh. And, I mean, but they show it multiple times. Yeah, so I think about twelve times. That um, never want to see that again. The Paul George leg break from oh yeah, 
Uh, and the uh, only needs once. And uh, oh, okay. the Bowman. Um, <laughs> huh. Yeah, those I think are the 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 things I've seen on TV. They are live. the size men of our day. Yeah. Oh God. Um, but let's let's uh, step away. Oh, uh, um, one so, more thing about condolences. Yes. As far as we know, uh, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves coach and GM Flip Saunders passed away from today at the age of sixty. Cancer. Uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah. Which, it's, cancer sucks. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Can't say any more than that. Um, Condolences to his family and everything. Yeah, news broke this morning too. Um, So, yeah. It came out of nowhere. It did, it did. There weren't any reports about, you know, I mean, it was reported that he was taking a leave of absence to to fight cancer and, and, uh, but there was nothing to say that, you know, it was getting worse or it it just. Hodgkin's is usually pretty treatable too. Yeah. At least layable. Is, yeah. is the case and so With his age it might have played an issue but I'm not one to speculate yeah so anyone um, you know his family the, the Timberwolves organization that organization right now oh man uh, yeah. season starts in two days against the Lakers and they <laughs> or three days from, with the Lakers and they don't have a head coach right now. Granted, they've they've been working without Hoop Saunders as the I head coach for a few Sam months. Mitchell is their interim head coach. Yeah, I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, that's not a bad. I mean, he did a great job with um, in Toronto. So yeah, they're a dark horse playoff team in the West, even mm-hmm. though the West is terribly difficult. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk NBA a little bit later, um, and of course basketball as well. But uh, that pretty much uh, sums up any of the the big top twenty five games. Um, other than uh, any upsets that caught your eye uh, this week, Trace? I was kind of on a boycott from football yesterday. Uh, I understandably to, so. I was at the Rose Bowl on Thursday. I saw something horrifying. Yeah. I almost decided to start rooting for Temple. And it, it wasn't very fun. Yeah. But you know what? You come back. Let's see, what did happen yesterday? Uh, one thing that I noticed was Toledo almost got upset by UMass. They did. The game was actually closer than you think. I mean, going into halftime, it was... Uh, it was 28 to 10. Yeah, so... But then Toledo comes out firing on all cylinders, scores 21 in the third and 20 in the fourth. <laughs> yeah, I believe they scored 41 in a row, which is insane. <laughs> yeah, there aren't really... Yeah, there's not too much to speak of when it comes to ranked games. Yeah, and then Memphis um, is... Walking in Memphis down there with Paxton Lynch. Wow, um, they they scored at least two touchdowns every quarter. Yeah, that's they insane. Are very good. Um, so yeah, other than that, I mean, uh, you know, JT Barrett is now starting at Ohio State. Um, good. Uh, Seth Russell, of course, we just talked about his injury, but uh, yeah, course. Temple. We'll talk about USC beating Utah in a little bit. Um, Clemson goes down to Miami and blanks them. Oh, God, yeah. that was a mauling. If Al Golden wasn't going to get fired before, he's he's pretty, he's pretty close right now. He's on the edge of glory. He's a Lady <laughs> Gaga song right now. Yeah. And Alabama. Oh, Lord, almost loses to Tennessee. That, that <laughs> oh, that's got to hurt. They've lost so many of those games in the fourth quarter this year. The funnier part was um, seeing Peyton Manning on the sidelines in his Tennessee gear. And as soon as the, the – I don't know if you watched the game, but at the very end, it, the they were on a game-winning drive, and the quarterback fumbles it. And it's not even – you know what? It was like a it was like a fumble interception because he was th- – he the ball came out before his arm started going forward. Yeah. But the D-lineman 
grabbed it with one hand before the ball touched the ground because it kind of jumped forward. And um, it went to the ground, and one of the, you see one of the Tennessee players go, oh, my God. And you see uh, Peyton Manning in the background just shaking his head with his, with his orange hat. Nation, and orange. Like your hopes just died. <laughs> good one. That was a really good one. I hope we don't get copyrighted or anything. Uh, we're it's a jingle, and we're using it for parody purposes. <laughs> so we're good by fair use. Uh, all right. Uh, well read on copyright law. <laughs> let's, um, let's move on to Thursday night. Um, All right. Uh, yeah. Just for just for the people who didn't, who don't know, who didn't. Um, oh, you didn't know. Um, Cal. Wish you did. Cal went down to the Rose Bowl on Thursday night um, and played UCLA on ESPN. Number nineteen Cal visits UCLA at the Rose Bowl and loses forty to twenty four. That was not pleasant. Uh, you know, just some simple stats before we uh, give you our like hash marks and or as pleasant as a saltwater enema. Yeah, um, Jared Goff, uh, thirty-two completions on fifty-three attempts, two hundred ninety-five yards, three touchdowns. Got sacked five times. Kalfani Muhammad, eight rushes for fifty-five yards. You know what? You know what the crazy part about this stat line is? Huh. Jared Goff ran ten times. He was our leading rusher in terms of attempts. Yeah, but he got pushed. Five of those come from the sack. That is true. So we take away five. So, um, And then for the other side of the ball, or for the other team, I mean, Josh Rosen, 34 completions on 47 attempts, 399 yards, a and three touchdowns. A record for most completions in the game by CLA quarterback. Oh, what goody. We, I think we killed Paul Perkins. So. Yeah, Paul Perkins, 11 rushes for 73 yards. Uh, Soso, Jamabo, I still can't pronounce his name correctly, 18 uh, carries for 81 yards. You didn't yards. have to hear it. 30 times yelled through the speaker, so, so, Jabombo! First down, and they play the stupid bell. Yeah, down. yeah. It's the victory bell. I figured that out. Yeah. From, that you, they win. It's their version of the axe with USC. And they play it every single third and fourth down, and it gets so annoying because you think it's like a bell that they use over at a lighthouse near the ocean. Yeah, it and was... you're nowhere near water. Nope, not at all. Speaking of, I want to... Quick tangent. Quick tangent. The right. campus. I went to the campus of UCLA for the first time. All right. And we're in a drought. Every single lawn is green and watered, and nobody uses them, and it bothers me. There's, there's just being bad environmentalists. Shame on you, UCLA. Shame on you. You can take some money out of your Ronald Reagan <laughs> Medical Center and put it towards drought landscaping. Uh, okay. Yeah, right. let's get back to the Let's game. get back. Sorry. Um we're gonna change up our format a little bit, um, in terms of going over our the Cal game every week. Um so instead of you know, if you've been listening to us, we talk about what we saw, um, you know, and all that stuff. We're gonna switch it up and we're gonna go four positives and four negatives. Me and Trace were talking, uh Trace and I were talking before we started recording and we realized that we probably won't get to four positives, but we're gonna try our best. Yeah. We're going to try our best. We're optimistic people. At least we try to be. That's debatable. Yeah. Um, so let's start with the... Should we go back and forth or should we just go all... Yeah, you all, go first. Should we, I need or, to think of one. Should we go all positives first and all negatives or just... Let's go all positives first. Let's go all positives first. Good first. before the bad. There. Um, positives. Uh, for me, um, Darius Pope and also... Well, I tweeted this out. Leon. Yeah. <laughs> Darius Poe and um, Darius Allensworth. 
Yeah. The two Dariuses. Uh, they, three, at least. Yeah. They were simply, they were good. Yeah. Uh, the two of them were really, in terms of, I mean, you can look at the stats, you can look at the numbers, and it's, we didn't play a bad game. I, like. A lot of those stats came in the second half. And yeah. As you realize, I don't know, we just. From the eye test during the game, yeah. it just seemed something was off. Yeah. Yes. Um, but back to my point. Um, you know what? Uh, let's talk. I'll talk about Allensworth first. He had, you know, he dropped four uh, potential interceptions. Um, but the fact that he was there at all four, and um, you know, Darius tweeted at me afterwards. I tweet after I tweeted he had a great game, and I just told him you got to keep playing your game. Um, he was he was where he needed to be. He was great in coverage. He was and great was in man-to-man only coverage. Only one real mistake that came on a touchdown pass. Yeah, yeah. That's the only one I can remember. Is that the one where he stepped in a divot? Uh, where he just got turned around and. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess he stepped in a divot. I couldn't really see. I was there was, the there was. I think that was that play where yeah. he, he was he planted and the ground just came up from under him, like, yeah. and it just. Ugh. Which is weird because they take good care of that Rose Bowl field. But to, I don't know Thursday when I was watching on TV when they were when they showed the they were like you know even the announcers were saying the grass was great but huh. it looked like it was it was just all over the place yeah, and, and torn up. Strange. Um, but yeah, on the other side, uh, Darius Poe four receptions, forty two yards, and a touchdown. But he was I think he was always in the right place. He was all he was playing the pockets of space. Um, you know, and his size and, and strength is, I think, out of the out of the entire receiver court, I think he has the all the physical tools to be a great tight end. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I, you know, I, the two of them, my head, my hat goes off to you guys because you guys were simply amazing. Um. You know, I rewatched the UCLA game. Yes, I did. I rewatched the game on Friday. Um. This. Sadism isn't a good trait. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, every time every, when I rewatched it again, they were the best players on the field on both sides of the ball at all times, um, and yeah, they were they were great. Um, so yeah, I can't say more to them. And, yeah, I, you know, I agree. Yeah, and I tweeted at them, and they retweeted it, and they favored it, and they tweeted back at me. So which was good to see. You know, I think those guys do need some positive reinforcement too, because um, you know they. The team might have lost, but you gotta still, you gotta you still gotta acknowledge, believe. yeah, all the great plays and the good players that were that week. For you, um, let's see. The one that I caught my eye was uh, Cameron Saffle made his deb- debut. He did. At defensive he did. end. Yep. I only just figured out who it was who because was. I was trying to figure out who's fifty-one. I was about seventy rows up, so <laughs> that should tell you something. But uh, Saffold seemed to get a good push. I liked his tape. I thought he would sit for a year just because he's one of those guys who doesn't quite have the size that you want, but he has the burst, the explosion, and he can get there on the size. Yeah. I think with the stuff that they feed you in there, in training table, it's it's some good stuff. I've gotten four different types of meat in there before. Nice. It's a beef, pork, chicken, and fish. So you can do that all every in one food meal. group. Yeah, that's basically all the good ones need. that you need, and they give you all the you know green stuff that you need yep. to cover the rest of the vitamins. <laughs> but he'll get big in no time. So it was uh, another bright spot for an otherwise bleak, bleak game for the defense. Yeah. 
Uh, you know what? I have one more positive. We did not turn the ball over. Yeah, I noticed that. Did they turn the ball over? They did, at the very end of the game. Um, uh, we, it was a fumble. Yeah, we forced the fumble and we recovered. Um, so I'm looking at that going, hey, the turnover margin was plus one for us. Yeah. So in, in the turnover game, great job. Yeah. But since I can't think of a positive, we're gonna another positive. We're gonna go to the negative. We'll right switch now. to the negative. So and I'll start by saying, there was one thing that won this game for UCLA, and it was line play on both sides. We got murdered on offense. We couldn't protect Jared. That led to him being off and getting sacked five times, and just having those issues to begin with. I saw Aaron Cochran got beat a number of times. Yeah. He can be a guy. He can be the guy at left tackle. He's just... He had some great plays, though. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'm just going to play the opposite side for you every yeah. time you say negative. But he did have some great ones. But at the same time, he is still a redshirt sophomore. Yeah. Gameplay-wise, this is only his second year playing on the field. Yeah. Last year, I don't think he even played no, that many... He got in maybe a couple of stats yeah. on right guard. Yeah. So there but were, that's right guard. Yeah, compared to left Left tackle yeah. where you're protecting the uh, blind golden side. boys' blind side. Yeah. So, yeah, he had some great snaps. But, but man, when he got beat, he got beat soundly. Yeah. Um, and UCLA hadn't been a good pass-rushing team, and they just brought it today. One of the guys that I was worried about was Kenny Clark. Yeah. Because he was the only guy against Stanford who was getting a good push, and he got a sack and a half against us. So, kudos to him. He... He bothered our line enough for uh, Jordan Rigsby to cheap shot him at the end of the game. Yeah. You know, and we saw, um, you know, talking about that line, you know, Jordan Rigsby got called for a false start, mm-hmm. which was that, that was unheard of. Yeah. Um, so he's the guy that essentially makes the snap go. Yeah. And then what I what I do remember from seeing UCLA side of the line was um, Jake Brendel. Yeah, he's a, he's like a graduate transfer, wasn't he, or? I think he's a he's a fifth year senior, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but man, he is he's such a great anchor at center for that line. I mean, if I remember correctly, what they said was to their left side of the line um, were freshmen. Yeah. Um, they had a couple of true freshman starters. I yeah. So he made he made you know when Rosen wanted to switch a play or they needed to pick up a blitz, he made the right calls and made sure they knew who they were marking. And to have a guy like that at center who doesn't necessarily need to to get it from the quarterback, he basically is the general of that line. And yeah, can that's exactly what you want. Make all the adjustments necessary. The so Alex the, Mack-like guy. Exactly. So all the quarterback has to do is worry about the, the, the second layer of defense, and that first line is just, you know, Brendel's taking care of the whole thing, and that was huge, I think. Um, and we just couldn't give Jared enough time no. compared to no. what Rosen was doing. Um, Rosen was getting open guys yeah, just on those little curl routes, and they turned it into something more with uh, another negative is open field tackling. <sighs> awful. Missed opportunities. God awful. Just there's one play, I think it was with uh, Duarte, where he got a caught a pass downfield, and our guys kept trying to strip the ball out, mm-hmm. and he got an extra 10, 15, 20 yards mm-hmm. after that. And I will say this: this, the you know, it's all great that our team is 
I think still leading the SBS in turnovers. Yeah. Um, which is crazy, but I do feel like that. I don't. I don't want to say it got to their heads, but the fact they that they bought we, into their own hype. The the fact that we were so effective at it, I think they got a little caught up in that, and instead of playing soundly with just straight tackling, they tried to force turnovers, which is not a bad thing. But there's you got to stay disciplined between sometimes forcing the turnover and sometimes just getting a guy to the ground and just not letting him get a first down. If you keep playing good defense, the turnovers are going to come. Yeah. That's that's the bottom line. Eventually, there's going to be a mistake, and you're going to have to capitalize on it. You mm-hmm. can't just for you can force the mistakes to a certain extent, but when you try to force them too much, it usually leads to something big happening for the other team. Yeah. So. Um, uh, and a lot of the and off that um, the, with the open field tackling. A lot of our defenders were very, very flat-footed. Yeah, um, it was timid. I don't know what it was. I <sighs> Maybe we bought into our own hype a little too much and didn't come to play. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, yeah. All right, we'll go on to the uh, next negative. Um, I don't know. Those were the two big ones that I could think of. But um, There was a, for me... Um, you can look at Jared's stats, and they're not bad stats at all. The only thing that I get a little upset at is, you know, he threw, you know, I hate comparing these numbers, um, but, you know, Jared threw 100 yards less than Rosen, right? He didn't throw an interception at all. He actually threw three touchdowns. Um, but his average per attempt was 5.6. His average per completion was 9.2. Rosen, on the other hand, average per attempt was 8.3, and average per completion was 11.7. That's UCLA corners did a very good job, I thought. Yeah. But it's unacceptable on a certain level that you just... It was partially the fault of the line, not getting him enough time. I don't... Yeah. Usually Jared is... got rattled. Usually Jared's really good um, in terms of, you know, the post-game conference and all that. But one thing he did say at this post game after the after the UCLA game, which I don't know if you saw, but he did say um, we couldn't get our run game going, and also we got to a slow start. We got off to a slow start, and that's something we have to work on. Yes. And I heard that, and I was slightly infuriated just because one, what run game? Like, yes. There wasn't. There wasn't. Point. There wasn't until point. the second half. It's when not. They started playing a little more. Less. It's not like they. We were. We were running really well in the first quarter, and then it just slowed down. It was non-existent from the get-go. Yeah. Um, we were getting stuffed left and right, um, and then second, when he talked about um, the slow start, and we needed. We need to work on that. People, you realize you had twelve days off. Yeah. You're coming off a bye week where you didn't have a game, and. Everyone knew this was our biggest issue was we couldn't get off to a fast start. Yeah. We were a third quarter team. Yeah. And that's never we helpful. We weren't that. And we weren't even a third quarter team today. We scored the majority of our points in the third quarter, but still. Yeah. So I'm looking at that going, wait, so so what are you saying? That, that this wasn't fixable over a two-week period to get ready for this UCLA game? I mean... <sighs> I'm hoping that it was just an anomaly of the game and we'll get back to something more like the Utah game defensively yeah. against USC and like, uh, I don't know, 
like we played against Grambling yeah. in the first game. Yeah. I don't know. You, you've got to look for answers. I know that they're angry about it. Coaches were supposed to recruit down there yeah. on Friday, but they came back. They had practice on Friday, and they're getting going prepared for USC, who played really well against Utah. Which we will talk about in a little yes, bit. Yes, we will. Um, it's, it's, it's a shame, honestly. Yeah. I, was, I was excited to go down there and hopefully see a good game, and they just kind of fell flat on their face, and it's disappointing. You know what? I'm sure. I'm I think sh- we were past this by now. I'm sure the team is, like, upset at themselves, and this is, you know, it's lighting a fire under them um, going into this SE game. But more so, like, I don't want to sound like the, the, the privileged and the, uh, the, I don't know, the high horse fan or whatnot, mm-hmm. but this was, this was a real disappointment for a lot of the fans that were at the Rose Bowl and were... were getting into, like, we're kind of back. We're kind of good. Yeah. You know, to come out of a bye week and, you know, if we lost, you know, like, let's say let's say we played that Texas game today or this this week, you know, mm-hmm. instead, and we lost, and let's say he made that extra point and we lost that way, I'd be like, well, at least we put up a fight coming out of the, yeah. the, the gate. This this was just, we it just... Didn't seem like a fight at it, all. This was, this was, we came out, we were lazy, we were, we were late on everything, we got called for silly fouls, which we haven't done yeah. all year. Um, so much better in that department. Yeah. So it's just like watching. Every time I've been to the Rose Bowl to watch a Cal game, they've lost. <laughs> Maybe like, you shouldn't go to. Yeah, I'm not going to go anymore. Yeah. I don't want to go back to LA. Yeah. But it felt like the 2013 game they played down there, yeah. where they just, there was no chance and everybody got pushed around. Yeah. I mean, you and I talked about this right before we started recording, but that 60-yard field goal by Fairbairn, as soon as that went in... It deflated every Cal fan in the stadium, and I'm sure many at home. Yeah. Can we also talk about one more thing, please? Can we talk about the fake field goal with Harry Adolphus? Uh, The fake punt. The fake punt, sorry. The fake punt. We're trying to take something after a hack it did his, and it didn't work, and, well, it's all she wrote. Was that, do you think, just just something that you they thought that maybe UCLA wasn't expecting? Or was it just a Hail Mary type of play call just to change the flow of the game to, to Cal at some point? You know what? I was glad that they called something like that because we needed a shot in, shot in the arm. And if that wasn't going to work, then nothing was going to work. And it didn't. Yeah. So... So before go. before we wrap this up, let's let's talk a little bit about just the big picture mm-hmm. with Sonny Dykes. Extension is on is is what's being talked about right now, mm-hmm. right? Is will he get an extension? Will he not? It's a five year deal. Honestly, I think we should just be patient, wait this year out, and we'll see next year about that. Okay. But at this point I'm I wouldn't be leaning towards an extension. But I'd be willing to see what he's gonna do next year and what's more of a put up or shut up. A, st- a statistic um, that a lot of people probably don't know, but I'm going to give this to you, and you tell me what you think about this. Sonny Dykes against any California schools 0-7 yeah. in three years. Sonny Dykes is also, in his three years, 0-3 coming out of the bye week. Yes. Any thoughts on that? Well, we were kind of terrible. The cupboard was pretty bare in 2013, 2014. True. True. Rebuilding, but this year is... 
it takes three years to really turn around the team, I think. And I think he's done an admirable job at doing that. It's a job I would not like to have. It's mm-hmm. an unenviable position when you're going to get the blame for a lot of things yeah. like this. And I'm, I don't know if I'm qualified to really say whether that's a product of his coaching or just a product of, uh, of a coaching staff beforehand that kind of messed everything up with the academic standards and we had to yeah. rebuild from that point. But that being said, it is unacceptable to lose to all our main rivals. Because yeah. when we look back, I saw that that uh, Jeff Tedford and Sonny Dykes and trips down to L.A. were 1-15. That one coming in 2009 when Javid Best single-handedly murdered UCLA. Yeah. And Tom Homo was 3-2 and two yeah. over his four years, yeah. and he wasn't the greatest coach. Yeah. Very nice guy, good athletic director for BYU, I will say that. Yeah, yeah so I don't know... Um, yeah. Um, and I, I brought this up on Twitter during this game, too, and this was after t- looking at the Utah game slightly and looking at the stats over again a little bit, um, but... Is there, do you think, is there a little bit of the yips with Jared? Yes. On Right? Yeah, yeah. it reminds me of every single quarterback behind the bad offensive line. I yeah. mean, you look at someone like David Carr, yeah. who got sacked 60-some-odd times in his first year, yeah. and he never came back from that. Yeah. And I'm afraid that the process is starting to happen to Jared, and they just need to protect him better. Yeah. I don't care what you have to do, whether you have to start cut-blocking guys at the line or something like that. Yeah. Just keep them safe. Keep them up. Uh, keep in an extra guy to block or something. Yeah. So, so yeah, at this point, yeah, I do feel the same. I do feel – I don't think it's like a full-on episode of the Yips. Yeah. He's still very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not throwing balls away. Like, he's not – overshooting guys like no. crazy or underthrowing guys or afraid to throw to begin with. So it's not a crazy case, uh, case of the Ips, but I do feel like on some, certain throws, he, you know, that Bryce Treggs one where he slightly overthrew him. Yeah, he um, had and, a couple times, I think. Yeah, and there were throws that were behind some receivers too. That's just not the Jared we're accustomed to no, seeing. That's why. It um, so, yeah, I mean... People forget that this isn't just a physical game. This any any uh, college or professional sport is a huge mental game. Eighty percent of the game is half mental. Yep. Or something like that. <laughs> I forget what the quote was. All right. Um, so before we go on, what do we need to work on this week? Line play. Line play. Line play and open field tackling. Yeah. Because I mean, you saw the play that uh, Juju Smith Schuster had against uh, Hatfield. Yeah. Hatfield killed us. Yeah. And Smith Schuster made him look like a clown. He bet he did. Um, and for me, I think uh, there was a moment in this game where you probably, I, of course, you were at the game, so you didn't see it. But they, they, there was a shot of, um, they did a close-up of Jalen Jefferson on his face. Mm-hmm. And on his face, it just, he, his, it was only his eyes moving. His eyes was moving. Eyes were moving from the sideline to the quarterback, sideline to the quarterback, sideline to the quarterback. But it went. It, it was going back so fast that it looked like one of those memes where it says, "I have no idea what I'm doing." Yeah. Um, and that's clearly what the defense looked like yeah, today. Yeah, it just, they did. It did not look pretty. Yeah. Um, so I do hope they 
you know, someone needs to fire the team up. Like I just they, they did not play with any type of urgency. They did not play with any type of like fire. Like, dear God, like no one was getting angry on the sideline. Yeah, you know, everyone was just like, oh, you know, it's my it's my bad, it's my bad. That's that's good sometimes, but sometimes you just need one of those guys to be like, you need to catch those freaking balls. You need to you know tackle that freaking dude. And you need just to get your stuff together. Yeah, someone need you well, need a guy like that. Right now. Yeah, you need one of those guys. We need like, uh, what's his name? We need Herm Edwards to come back and there you go. talk to the guys and fire him up. There you go. He's a very good fire brimstone type of guy. Yeah, we need a Ray Lewis on the defensive end, just to not not in terms of on the field, but just I'm, I want our person talking to actually be understandable. <laughs> that is true. You can't understand about <laughs> 75% of what he says when he's yelling. Uh, yeah. Um, Take Terrell Suggs. <laughs> All right, yeah. So, yeah, that's it for that part. We'll go on to the other um, Pac-12 games that happened this week. Um, no, we will. We we'll, will not have a player of the game for this week because no one deserves it. Yeah, I am sorry, but no one deserves it. Um, so we'll do a quick whip whip around of the Pepco game. So yes. for you, Trace, number three, Utah at USC. USC wins forty-two to twenty-four. Cody yeah. Kessler, you know, only threw twenty-eight times. Yeah, um, they they had a very productive game from their defense. Uh, their middle linebacker, whose name escapes me, I believe, like Chad Wheeler or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. I think he had three interceptions. He did, and he returned one for a touchdown. Yeah, and one of the other ones for almost a touchdown. Yeah. Travis Wilson had his worst game. It could not have come at a worse time. It was going to happen, though. Yeah. He doesn't have the best mechanics, and he's not the greatest reader of the field. So they just, USC got him. Juju Smith had a huge game, eight receptions, 143 yards, and a touchdown. He had the aforementioned stiff arm on Hatfield. He essentially got the ball in the open field, stopped, waited for the guy, Knocked the stuff out of him with a really good stiff arm and just kept on his merry way for another five, six yards. After the game, it was reported that uh, Hatfield was talking a lot of trash, which Smith-Schuster would not say what that was, and he just decided, okay, it's my time. I'm I'm knocking you out. Mama said knock you out. (laughs) It was a a mauling. Yeah. It was a straight mauling. Juju had 143 yards and a touchdown on only eight receptions. Yeah, the, this is the only real Pac-12 game I've watched this weekend. Yeah. Just out of morbid depression towards football and not having a current copy of NCAA football to, to take my aggression yeah, yeah, yeah. out on. Yeah. Because they don't make it anymore. They don't. Please make it again. Yeah, you don't have to. I got a copy of NCAA 14 afterwards. <laughs> All right, the next one. Um, we'll actually watch this upcoming game that we're going to talk about here, Washington-Stanford. Yeah. Washington, um, at number 10, Stanford. Washington loses 14-31. to 31. Um, yep. <laughs> You know, Christian McCaffrey, 23 carries, 109 yards rushing, one touchdown. Five receptions, 112 yards receiving, and one touchdown. And uh, I think he if added this guy about, wins a Heisman, I will be very, very angry. I think he also... I think he also had like forty or fifty yards uh, returning too. So he'll go to the Toby, Toby Gerhardt graveyard of white running backs in the <laughs> NFL. But for now, he's very good. Yeah, he is very good. And I, you know, I watched this game um, with one of our other writers, Solomon Kim, and we were both looking at that game. What are we supposed to do against this line, this O line of Stanford? O line, D line, they're so good. 
you know, I was watching this game. This was the first Stanford game I've watched all year, and um, since we didn't have a game on Saturday, so um, it's really. I I will say this: the only part that's cool is their personnel groupings for the O line and what they call it. They're their eight O linemen set. They call ogre. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty good name to put on a, an yeah. eight alignment set, you know. Uh, Makes the game kind of ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, man, um, their offense is so simple. Yeah, it's so simple, but so effective. They run a lot of spider two wide banana. Yeah, <laughs> and um, there was one point on the touchdown uh, on on Hogan's first touchdown. It was crazy because two plays before the touchdown play. It's um it's just a regular shotgun set with McCaffrey to the right of Hogan and Hogan just snaps, catches, plants his right foot out and then just pitches to McCaffrey. He goes for mm-hmm. 12 yards. Two plays later, same play except he he plants his right foot out as if he's pitching and he fake pitches it and pulls it back, shifts his left foot forward and just looks to the left to look off the safety and just mm-hmm. drills one to his tight end in the right corner and two steps into the touchdown. Yeah, such good tight ends. Wow. Such good linemen. <sighs> and I saw that play and I'm going, like, any defense would have fell for that. Yeah. Because you just saw it. You just saw McCaffrey go for 12. So you have to respect that. Yeah. But that one, he sells it so well. And when you see that how big of a threat McCaffrey is and how good their tight ends are, it's almost unfair. Yeah, we had, we were watching this game and we said if every like you know the recruiting regions are about similar. Yeah. For all these schools with SC and LA and us and you know and Stanford, Stanford does a little more widespread though because they're they do for academic yeah yeah. Does. But the the cool the funnier thing we talked about was if if SC and LA and Oregon are the guys picking up all the speedsters, yeah. you know. And athletic, the speedy athletic guys. Yeah. Stanford is picking up all the big athletic guys. The like they're not as fast, yes. but their body size. You know, they're like six foot four, like two forty pounds. Like these, yeah. these guys are, these guys are huge. Hulks at tight ends. Yeah. That's a big O lineman. Yeah, I mean these. They're you know their tight ends can play O line. Some of their O linemen could play tight end. Um, yeah. So yeah, this game was this game was out of hand. It was. We compared it to getting bit by a python. It's like a slow and painful death. Like yeah. you feel like you might be able like, to survive, like at the beginning, up, but yeah. But slowly and slowly, you know you're about to die. Yeah. Um, it was not money python. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. There was no humor. In this. No humor. Zero. Zero. Right. We didn't even see uh, David Shaw smile. So. And then the next, oh, your favorite, the volcano. Yes, the volcano. The volcano erupts for six touchdowns. Six touchdowns on 514 yards throwing on he 62 s- attempts. 47 that completion. is my kind of football. <laughs> Thank you, Mike Leach. You're 5 and 2. You're doing well. One more win gets you to a bowl, and you can have all the uh, alcoholic cider and fireball that you want. He's 5 and 2, but the crazier is that he's 3 and 1 Pac 12 play. Yeah. He's their second in the Pac-12 North. Yeah, that's real good. <laughs> wow. The volcano runs wild with uh, Gabe Marks and, uh, what's his name, River Craycraft. Yep. The, just those two guys are excellent one-two punch. Cray, Craycraft is Wolverine going over the middle, and Marks is a great deep, deep ball threat. Marks actually had four of um, call, what's yep. it, Falks, Falks touchdown passes. Yeah, he's great. I mean... 
you do all you can if you're Arizona. That's they had to come back. Yeah. Wazoo held on. They're five and two. Go Cougs. You know what? Um, two for one Pac-12 win coupon. <laughs> yeah, forty-five to forty-two. Washington wins in Tucson. Yeah, in Tucson. Come work. Wow. wow. I mean, must be a lot nicer than Pullman, but yeah. I don't know. I I have an irrational love of Washington State when they're not playing us. <laughs> oh, love my. passing. Do you like passing? We like passing. We love passing. Yes, we do. Um, and finally, the <laughs> the cellar bowl. The final game of the night was uh, Colorado at Oregon State, seventeen to thirteen. You know what? I actually watched this game um, because I, wa- I we were watching the Stanford Washington game, and then we realized this game was over. There was uh-huh. no way they were coming back, so we switched over to Pac-12 Networks to watch this. <sighs> this was a game of fully missed opportunities. Like really, the, f- the two worst teams had fully missed opportunities. <laughs> the final, you don't say. The final, like two, uh, four to two minutes of the the game, it was you know um, Washington or Oregon State turned it over. Colorado, all they needed was a, a like two first downs. They couldn't get it, um, and so they punt it. Washington, Oregon State uh, gets it, but they go three and out, so they punt it back. And then Oregon State uses all three timeouts to stop them. And then it's like a minute 50 left. And I'm thinking, hey, Oregon State might do this. They might uh, pull the game-winning drive. But uh, Mitchell throws a interception at the very, yeah. like, Mitchell's 40s. Mitchell's backup, too. Yeah. Seth, yeah. Seth Roll, uh, Collins? Seth Collins? Yes, not Seth Rollins. Oh, not He's Seth Rollins. WWE yeah. champion right now. <laughs> Seth Collins uh, got pulled, I think. Uh, I don't think he was... I don't think he. It was a pull because he was playing bad. I think it was a minor injury. Yeah. Um, He's more of a runner anyway. Yeah. So maybe but they had. To throw. They had a lot of injuries. In that game. Oh like, yeah. I think there was five or six guys that got out. Bars Woods got injured. Oh. Then Chris Brown got injured, and then it was well, their third third string running back Ryan Nall. Yeah. Who played? But I mean, he had 122 yeah, yards on 20 carries. He was. He was great. Um, well, when you're third, reminds me of uh, one of the old Cal teams, I think 2005, Marcus O'Keefe oh, went yeah. for over 100 yards against Washington, and I don't think we ever heard from him again. So. <laughs> oh, but yeah, uh, this game was, this game was like just, just face plant after face plant after face plant. Uh, like it was just, I was just, oh God. But Washington, uh, Colorado gets their first conference win. Since 2012. Yeah, they've had a four, I think it was thirteen or fourteen winless games. Since there was beating the, Cal in twenty thirteen. There I was, was there. A, yeah, there was a moment where um, after Colorado picked off Mitchell at the very end of the game, and you know it, the camera panned to Coach McIntyre, and you could see he was about to cry. Yeah, um, and that was a it was a good moment. It's a tough time for him. Yeah. He's a very good coach, and it's admirable what he admirable what he's had to deal with. And, Colorado. Sorry, yeah. I can't pronounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a that was a pretty good moment. Um, and so yeah, that wraps up all the other Pac-12 games we had this week. Let us move on to our game. Uh, or should we talk about? The, oh, let's talk about the other Pac-12 games first. Um, this upcoming week. Um, first off, Thursday night, Oregon at ASU, seven thirty p.m. on ESPN. Well, if Oregon's got Vernon Adams up and running, I wouldn't be surprised to see Oregon. Pulling out there in Tempe. Yeah. So, be ready for that. Yeah, Arizona's also coming off a bye week, which, yeah. you know, I, I think 
I think they're starting well. to pull it together. Um, I mean, they took it to US, UCLA when they played them. Yeah, that Pac-12 uh, South, like, because Utah lost, is now just anyone's it's game. It's cannibalizing itself. <laughs> Utah has three. I think four of the teams underneath them have two wins. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so up for grabs. Yeah, UCLA, USC, yeah. You know, people said, um, you know, Arizona's, Arizona's out of it. They're not. They're not out of it They're by not. a long shot. If, they can, if Rich Rod can string some stuff together, can end six and three. And yeah. That's off the conference and probably playing Stanford in the championship. Yeah. So what the heck? Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on to the next one. Saturday. First game is uh, at 12 p.m. on Pac-12 Networks. Colorado at number 24 UCLA. Colorado was actually played UCLA really well last year, and I don't know if it'll be the same this year. But maybe if they come out fired up for Coach Mac, they'll hey, come out to play. The way Pac-12 Keeps is them separated. The way Pac-12 is happening right now, Colorado could win this easily. Yeah. This might be a blowout, too. Who knows? By the way, by by all things considered in the way that Pac-12 is playing this year, this could be like a Colorado drops 35 on UCLA and holds them to under 21. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? That'd be cool. Um, the next one is uh, 4 p.m. on Pac-12 Networks. Oregon State at number 13, Utah. Utah's going to be pissed. Yeah. So they're coming back. I don't know if Jared Norris is still out. He, he did not play. The, he, he was out yesterday. Yeah. But maybe he'll be back for this game, and most of Oregon's, what Oregon State does is based on the run game. Utah's really, really good against the run, yeah. so that'll be a killer. We shall see. Um, and then, 7.30 p.m. on ESPN, number 8, Stanford at Washington State. Let us pray for some magic in Pullman. We're rooting for you, Leach. I'm rooting, I'm rooting for college game day to actually go to Pullman for this one. Yeah. I think it, they might actually go to Pullman for this one. Um, I don't know. That'd be that'd be a good matchup to go oh. for. A lot of red, though. I will definitely be watching this one. Um, I'm. It's a late night game. I don't know where I'll be on on Halloween at seven thirty p.m., but I'm definitely gonna watch this game in some way or form. Um, <laughs> the volcano against Kevin Hogan. Yeah. Oh, this will be volcano fun. versus Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. I like the volcano. The volcano one is one we're pushing. Yeah. 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 Hogan's Heroes is one we're not because I don't want to put Kevin Hogan into a positive context. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Last game on FS1. This is weird. It's on FS1 at 8 p.m. Yeah, this is late night. Yeah, Arizona at Washington. This is truly Pac-12 after dark. This is like um, Pac-12 when the lights go out on the no vacancy signs. <laughs> Arizona at Washington. How do you feel about this one? Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Washington's got a very good run defense, a good defense altogether, and I think they'll slow down Arizona at home at night. Wildcats aren't used to being out at night, so yeah. I don't know. I mean, Tucson. The way that Randall's been running, um, yeah. If they sub some packages in with him as like a Wildcat QB, yeah, maybe as like a jet sweep guy. Yeah, they could. I, I they could take Washington by surprise. Yeah. It, even though that run defense is really good, he's. He's a burner. He's yeah. amazingly fast. Um, Super fast. Yeah. So if they can run a few of those and get some game, uh, some big chunks of yards, uh, this is anyone's game, really. Um, I'm hoping that Washington wins. Yeah. Um, just because our strength of schedule goes up every time they win. Yeah. 
Same with Washington State. Yeah, same with Washington State. Same with Texas. Same with San Diego State, who's 5-3, and three, actually. That's right actually now. not bad. Yeah. Oh, Grambling State as well. Yeah, Grambling's doing yeah. pretty well, too. All right, let's Masters move. Masters of the swack. Oh, here we go. Um, Cal plays this Saturday on Halloween, 12 p.m. at Memorial Stadium, and will be shown on Fox against USC. Yes, Halloween. Come with your costumes. I still haven't decided if I should recycle my Halloween costume for last year. What were you last year? Uh, My girlfriend and I had a partner costume. I was Elwood from the Blues Brothers, and she was Elwoods from Legally Blonde. (laughs) Hey, that's a... Wow, that's actually a really smart one. I would not have thought of that. Um, Calgrad. We got smarts here. Both of us, actually. So, we're good. Um, for me, this year, um, so our church every year on Saturdays, we hold a thing called Holiday Night where it's like a little carnival at church yeah. so kids can come, get candy, play games, all that stuff. All easy, the, easy. All the good stuff in a safe environment. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So, it makes sense. The, the community groups that all of us are in, we all dress up as a certain thing. My community leader this year is a friend of mine who went to Duke. Um, so we decided uh, just just because he's also getting married next month, or I mean not next month, uh, next year in June. Um, okay. So good. as a uh, football season. yeah yeah. So so as a little you know little gift for him, uh, we decided to dress up as the entire Duke basketball team. Nice. Um, he will he he is going all out as Coach K. He has bought a wig. He actually ordered a championship ring, a fake championship ring made from in China with sterling silver, like he, like a full on twenty fifteen championship ring. Um, and he's you know buying a suit with that necktie that Coach K always wears. Um, Which one is going to be Christian later? See, that is a question. See, who's going to be Christian? Who's going to be Grant Hill? Hill. Um, who's going to be John Shire? Who's going to be Brian Zubek? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Which person is going to portray three plumleys? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Can we have like you know a head on each shoulder? It's yeah, just it's a, it's like a and then you have a Cerberus a, of uh, the Plumley Brothers. Uh, Jay William, Jason Williams. Jay, yeah, Jason with Williams. the uh, wrecked motorcycle in the background. Oh, oh, uh, Kyle Singler. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um so yeah. That uh, was when uh, his brother was on Oregon, that was my favorite thing to bring up. Your brother was better. <laughs> So I don't know. Um, I might, you know, since our event at church starts at five, I might come to it dressed as a Duke basketball player, um, which might be a little weird going to a Cal game dressed as Duke. So I might just because they want to paint my face blue. So maybe I'll just wear my Cal basketball uniform at the Cal game and just switch out to a Duke jersey when I go to the event so that seems like a good idea yeah so. but um, it works both ways right yeah. the colors se- semi-similar it's a, our blue is a little bit darker their but... blue is more of our throwback blue yeah 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 it is um, but that is besides the point back to the USC game Trace yes Ugh. Trace what do we want to see expect look out for you know yeah let's skip the what we want to see because that's probably not going to happen <laughs> so what I expect is we're going to have some trouble corralling uh, Juju Smith-Schuster unless we put an extra guy over the top of him and just keep him in bracket coverage all day. At this point, you know, we I think we drop too deep. We play man on Juju and um, Adderay. Mm-hmm. And you have the two... So we have a lot, too. That is true. So, so you, I mean, we don't need to QB spy anymore. Not for this QB. We don't need a QB spy. So you have one of the linebackers, I think, spy on spy on Adore or Adore when he's on the field. Yeah, yeah. And then 
the you play man, but then you have the safeties. Unless there's a guy running deep, you have the safeties drop in as soon as the snap yeah. counts and the, or the snap hits, and you have basically yeah. two men on each wide receiver out, out wide. Yeah, and that works. Yeah, I can see it working. Yeah, but because well, if we try to go full man, it's oh, not going to work. We're it's going not going to be easy. Yeah. It is going to be a long day. And then the other thing I want to see is just defense inspired by Remember the Titans. Left blitz side. all night. I don't want to see them gain another yard. That is one of the greatest like mini speech in movies. Yeah, just that That's whole insane. segment where they get running and then the one dude points the at ring. the other coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, man, that's a great part. Is that this? Is that in that scene? Is that the same game where he says? Um, let him go, that defensive end, and he comes in and just lifts him straight up into the air. He does uh, a little that's ducks. earlier in the movie. Is that earlier uh, in the movie? Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that was a, that's, you know what, I might rewatch that movie. Yeah, tonight. it was like third or fourth game of their fake season. Yeah. And then this was like semifinal game where they had the blitz all night and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, if we can do that. Good role for Ryan Gosling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. It's still strange to me. <laughs> can we do that? That's the question. I hope. I doubt it. I hope. I think we can, if we figure out our offensive issues with the line, we can score with them, no doubt. But we're going to have a tough time keeping up with them defensively if the performance from UCLA holds up. Okay. What do you expect to see from the offensive side for us? Offense, I expect them to... One of the things that a lot of people noted was a lot of subs in the running game. Yeah. Just stick with one or two guys. Stick with Calfani and... And wary. I'm expecting to see that. I don't expect to see too much Alasco because he has not looked good the past yeah. two games, which sucks because he's, when healthy and full tilt, he's our best guy. He's <clears throat> integral. But we're going to have to go without him for now. I think, for me, against this USC defense, I think power running might actually help. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, they stopped Booker um, last night pretty well but that was also because Travis Wilson on a lot of the options held on to it yeah so if because we don't run like an option like that like Utah does we do run a semi-option we can but I think actually ran quite a few times he did yeah she's capable oh yeah so yeah um but I think I think if we start with Inouye yeah and then we switch in throw in McMorris as a pullback yeah yeah and then um also yeah lead with him and let let Vic just go to work between yeah. the tackles. But then also on the change of paces, I think putting in Watson and Muhammad as the change of paces yeah. every third down-ish, just switch them off in third downs. And but, when you want to have a fast catch back, yeah, Kalpani's done real well with that. Yeah, but we shouldn't be subbing out our, our running back every single snap. I think that was just – it was, no, it was, was crazy. Too much, yeah. too much. Yeah. Too much personnel changes. Um, so, yeah, I think if we do that – yeah, we but we have a chance. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little pessimistic. Yeah, with the way we played last week, uh, I I you know what? I'm an optimistic Cal fan. Where every week I'm kind of like we oh. had a chance, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we definitely have a chance to win. But you know, we I said this after the Utah game and everything. Like this is the week that it just everything starts clicking. Yeah, but it hasn't. So I'm afraid to say that again yeah. for this week. Let's um, not jinx it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not. Um, but yeah, this is. I think it'll be a, actually a pretty fun game. 
It'll, Hopefully it's, close. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Who are you looking out for? Uh, on, our, on our team, I'm going to say this. Let's see. Who hasn't had a big game for a while? Look out for Calfani. Yeah. He made a great catch at the end, near the end of the game the other day. Uh, he was our best runner by far. And he's generally been solid. And just if he can get going early, if we can have a 100-yard rusher, then that'll take us through. Yeah, I think this might be, for me, I think this might be Darius Poe's better game. Yeah. I think he builds on last week, and he has an even better game. Um, yeah, as I said earlier, I mean, physically he has all the tools to be a really good receiver. He just... I wouldn't necessarily say he's not good, but he just doesn't get a lot of balls thrown his way because, you know, one, you have Kenny Lawler on the outside, you have Vic in the or you have uh, Bryce in the slot, and then you have Steven Anderson running over the middle against, you know, his sure hands, Anderson. Yeah. So, and we ran a lot of Bryce on the outside to get power in place. We did, we did, but we we were forced to just because Trevor Davis was not, was not playing. Yeah. So that not having Trevor Davis was huge, but... Um, I think Bryce filled in... Pretty well. Pretty he just well. didn't get the kind of. He missed that production. one catch, and then the other one. This basically the same play was overthrown on him. Yeah. So, um, for you, for me, yeah, I think it's Darius Poe. But I think an X factor for me, if if Trevor Davis isn't able to go this week, Chad Hansen. Yeah, he. Chad Hansen, I think looked pretty good actually. That one catch he had, he was juking, he was running, um, and he was playing pretty well. So I think you get a little bit of more Chad Hansen if you don't. He has the wheels to play on the outside. Yeah. Um, so I see him if Trevor Davis can't go. Um, okay. But other than that, so your prediction? Um, 35-28 USC. 35-28. All right. All right. I think I'm going 30-21 USC. Yeah. Sounds about right. Maybe it's going to take another year for us to beat them. Yeah. I, was, I remember the last one. I was at the last one that they beat them in 2003. I was yeah. in the sixth grade. I've graduated from college now. <sighs> weird world. It is. It is. Let us move on to the other, the other sports. Cal sports. Um, wow. Um, I was looking at the uh, – so if you go to calbears.com, you can click full schedule and it shows you every single sport that played and all their results – let me just go through what happened since Monday. On Monday, there were three games. Uh, women's golf played, men's golf played, and men's soccer uh, played. Men's soccer lost 6-0 to UCLA. Um, women's golf was eighth in the uh, standard Stanford Intercollegiate uh, Tournament. Tuesday, there was a lot more. Uh, women's golf again, um, but they, dr- they actually moved up to seven. Um, women's golf, uh, men's, they don't. They don't have the result, which was weird. But men's tennis uh, also opens regionals with a singles win. Um, and also, okay, yeah, the, the football loss on Thursday. Uh, Friday, women's tennis uh, at Stanford. Bears win 9 of 11 at regionals. Um, and also in Seattle, uh, the men's tennis nets six singles wins on That's day two. That's pretty good. That's pretty insane. Men's soccer uh, against San Diego State at home wins 4-3 in double overtime. Um, and women's soccer uh, lost at Washington 1-0. Women's volleyball on Friday uh, lost 3-0. Three straight sets to Washington um, at home, actually. 
Um, and then men's swimming and diving, Pacific Invitational. Doesn't really say. Doesn't really Let's say. assume we won because we're pretty good at it. Yeah. Next was a women's tennis. All three bears advanced to the regional quarters at Stanford on Saturday. Women's crew um, happened all day. We're usually pretty good at that. Yeah, and, but so. there was no remarks about that. I'm um, looking through the other thing. Saturday, uh, field hockey. We played Kent State in Columbus, Ohio. We lost 5-2. to two. Men's water polo at UCLA loses 8-7. to seven. Um, Cal actually rugby started up. Three games of rugby, three wins. <laughs> the autumn sevens. Yeah, first game was versus Santa Clara, 57 nothing. Second game was the freshman sophomore team versus the Claremont Colleges, 28 to 10 victory. And Cal versus Nevada, 43 zip. That sounds like a football score. Uh, not since I, the last time I think we shut out a game. I want to say 2004. Wow. In football, wow. one of the Arizona schools, because we shut them both out yeah, in yeah. back-to-back weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also uh, rugby again um, on Saturday. The freshman sophomore team beat UC Davis 27-6. to Then the entire team beat SF State 47-5. to Then the freshman sophomore team beat Cal Poly 31-0. And they played some more on Saturday. <laughs> they actually. did. The uh, Cal freshman sophomore team beat SF State forty three to zero, and then the 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 cup final, um, Cal beats Cal Poly thirty six to seven. Jeez, and today um, it's Sunday, and there's still games going on. Uh, softball, um, Cal fall tournament, Sac State versus Santa Clara. They are playing. They were playing at ten a.m., so there's no result up yet. Field hockey uh, at Columbus, Ohio, at ten a.m. They lost six to three. Volleyball uh, beat Washington State at home today at 11, uh, 3 to nil. Yeah, for their um, first uh, home conference win, actually. So yeah. Kudos to them. Yeah, right now as we're recording this, women's soccer probably just ended in Pullman, Washington. Also, uh, men's soccer against UCLA is happening in Berkeley right now at 3 p.m. And softball is playing against Santa Clara in Berkeley right now at 3 p.m. as well. So there's some more games. Well, we'll tell you those scores and everything that happened uh, next week. Um, and also, the last thing is um, the blue and gold scrimmage for men's basketball. So this is our, basically our version of Midnight Madness. Yeah, except it's at 10 p.m. because we're reasonable people. Yeah. Um, so 10 p.m. at Haas. It's open to anyone. Anyone's able to come watch. Um, it's just a scrimmage. So it's basically watching them practice. Uh, I will be there. Yeah. Um, I'll probably be there. Trace will probably, probably be there. Probably flip at this point. Yeah. Name more. Towards going there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we will be there. We will be covering it. We'll be tweeting from the Golden Vlogs account, also from our We'll be making accounts. pity remarks like we usually do. Yep, yep, yep. So if you want to come and say hi, um, I'm the one Asian guy, and sitting next to me will be one white guy. And yeah. That'll probably be Trace. I have a lot of hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it'll be the two of us. Uh, so, yeah, if you have anything you want us to look out for or, like, have questions about the basketball team, um, email us, tweet at us, let us know. And um, we'll go through the handles there so you know where to yep. go through it. Yep. Uh, Rob is at Rob11Huang. Mm-hmm. I'm at Trace Travers 3 The number and, three. Yes. And we are, as a website, we are at Golden Blogs, mm-hmm. which you should know by now if you're listening to this. But if it's your first time, go to Golden Blogs. Yep. Because yep. that's probably where you found this, or unless you're subscribed to it on iTunes, which we are on. Yep. And then our email is cgbbearcast at gmail.com. There you go. Yeah. And our website, californiagoldenblogs.com. Yeah. Good times. Yep. Uh, two things to wrap up the day. First thing. News 
has just been released hmm. that Cal Bonfire um, is not happening this year. I think I think um, it only really happened once yeah. while I was there. Yeah, so, so because of the drought, um, fire marshals and everyone, it's a little dry, mm-hmm. so they're asking them not to do the bonfire. But Rallycom has told us that, hey, they're going to set up a lot more of different activities and things like that. So it's a, it's a bummer for a lot of people. How about we get to, like, kick the Stanford tree in the nuts day or something, uh, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Throw it into a chipper. Maybe. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, I want to see, my dad and I have talked about this. We want to see a video, Oski. Giving the tree the double bird mm-hmm. and giving them the stone cold stunner, Oof. and you hear a wood chipper in the background, and then you just see shards of the oh, tree. Oh, okay, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, that would be pretty interesting to see. Um, so, someone who's better than me, make it happen. <laughs> so, we're part of Rally Comp. Make that happen, please. Um, and also, last thing is emails. Yeah. We have, get emails now. <laughs> That's strange. It's really strange. Um, I've we got uh, let's see, we got three emails wow. this week about the little brother, big brother thing. I should probably actually check. This. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, we actually got one. Um. Actually, let me see this. We actually talked about the one, the guy from uh, Paris. Um. But my mistake. I actually have to re-talk about this because I thought he lived in Paris. But he's just on vacation in Paris. Aww. Okay, he was just on vacation in Paris. So, um, yeah, so he was looking for places. And then, also, one more thing. That same guy, his name is Jeremy Koenig. Or Koenig? Koenig. Koenig. I've heard that name before. It sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, but, yes, uh, he was asking. He lives in the South Bay. He's willing to drive anywhere. But he's looking for a place uh, recommendations for places to watch Cal football and basketball. I am hoping my he gave up uh, com he got so fed up with Comcast that he pulled the plug on his Comcast cable, right? And of course, with basketball around the corner and hype around it, I feel even more foolish. That's what he wrote. Mm-hmm. So it's understandable though what he did. Yeah, the funnier part is um, I hope I am hoping my decision to give up cable will be a good opportunity for me to meet people who appreciate and are as crazy about Catholics as I am. Most of my friends and my in-laws are Stanford fans, and I cannot watch with them or else our relationship may be irreversibly fractured. Please let me know if you have any recommendations. If you ever do want to throw that barbecue, I am a former butcher and a talented cook and great grill master. Wink, wink. And modest, too. Well, I have to, may have to break out my barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we may have to uh, email uh, Jeremy yeah. about this. Um, but, yes, thank you for listening. Um do you know of any places? I well, I I went to a lot of the games. Or I personally, I'm a kind of person who likes to watch things at home. Yeah. So I can yell at my screen and yeah. let out any number of obscenities. Yeah. At the officials. You know what, Jeremy? If if you if you're a, you know if you're willing to drive anywhere, I would say why not uh, just come to campus. Yeah, come to some of the games if you want. Well, I mean, I mean, it'll be a little more difficult to find tickets this year, but... Yeah, I mean, still. yeah, and, and if you want to just watch the game uh, with Crazy Cal fans, I mean, there's the, there, the bars around campus. And say, and if you're in the South Bay, obviously, there's tons of stuff in the city. Yeah. But I don't know if you want to go through there or not. If you're in San Jose, there's probably some stuff over there. Yeah. If if our listeners, if any of you guys know bars um, that are, like, geared towards Cal fans uh, in the South Cal Bay... Ball. 
bars in the South Bay. Yeah, or even San Francisco. Let's stretch it from South Bay to San Francisco. Heck, even Fremont. That's yeah. pretty close. So if you know any of places, please email us or tweet at us, and we will uh, relay this news and this stuff. It's actually something that's interesting, something that I would want to know as well. So, yeah. um, And then also we have two, uh, you know, little sibling brother. stories. Um, first one's kind of short, so I'm just going to read it. I don't have a good little brother story, but my big brother did do a summer session at Cal one year and had a summer class with Shane Vereen. The guy never lets anybody forget that he studied, quote-unquote, with Shane. Whenever he tells a story, I always reminisce about my various interactions with athletes at Cal. I ran a pickup game against the hobbled Keenan Allen in my last year at Cal. I'm pretty sure he shouldn't have been doing that, but man, the guy could shoot a jumper. Or the time I discovered a young Allen Crab was staying at my old dorm room in Unit 3 back in 2010. Cheap thrills, I know, but man, good times. <laughs> uh, thank you, Abraham. Um, he's actually in the class of 2013, so yeah, he's pretty I might have been around the gym at that time because I remember watching Keenan Allen play in a game while I was waiting to play there. <laughs> so. Oh, so, yeah, that was a pretty good one. Um, this one is a pretty long one, but uh, John. John, um, I don't know how to say this. Is it Hag or Hag? Some people say it differently. I Hog, <laughs> like Hoss. I feel like or, I'm butchering his name, um, but yes, Hagendoss. John. Um, Hagendoss. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Um, he is of the class of 2012, um, and let me read this email to you. Uh, hey, CGB Bearcast. First off, many apologies. I listened to the first cast. Life happened, and recently listened to the bi-week edition as my second cast. Will be a listen regular, regular -er listener from here on out. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Very kind. Yeah. For some background, I graduated Cal a few years back, and I have a brother who's a year and a half younger, graduated from UCLA, currently have a sister attending UCLA. Uh -huh. While my sister and I are close, we're not as close as I am, or we're not as close as I am with my brother. We're at the age gap where we're each other's best friends and worst enemies, and this exacerbated when we were both in college. This story is my first UCLA Cal, or UCLA Cal game in Pasadena, 2009. Flew down on Friday and met up with his friends and had a good time. Everyone was friendly and at the dining common food was actually relatively good. Yeah. Saturday rolls around and the flips have switched. I'm feeling the hostility. My brother and friends are in worst enemy mode. And I had some random booze while lining up for the Westwood to Pasadena bus decked out in Cal gear. Good for you, my man. Then the game. Metaphoric gray skies open to the golden bear sun. <laughs> Get it? Golden sun. Yeah. Hey. Uh, the real California fight song was playing, and the avid Cal fanatic in me enjoyed seeing all the defeated UCLA fans. To this day, my brother hasn't forgiven John the best, and he sent us a YouTube video probably of the highlights. Um, I didn't get to see this, but I think it's the YouTube video of the highlights of John the best uh, from that UCLA yeah. game. Uh, since then, my brother and I tried to watch the Cal-UCLA football game in person. Pretty bummed that it's Thursday this year. Skipping work is harder than skipping class. Mm -hmm. Glad you didn't have to skip work to watch this. Yeah. Um, and have made more than we've missed since 2009. It's been a while since I've had annual bragging rights, though, so I'm hoping I can send multiple goff gonna goff texts to my brother tonight. Sorry. Sorry. Real sorry. Speaking of which... Just do it with basketball this year. We should be pretty solid. UCLA should not. I don't think they'll be good yeah, this year. Yeah, they lost uh, Prince Ali. Yeah, and they lost... Uh, uh, Kevon Looney that was a pretty big one so yeah. Tony Parker's still there but uh, okay let me finish but he's this. French so yeah. no one cares <laughs> let me finish reading this speaking of watching I have a question for you any good bars in SF to watch the Cal game so same as Jeremy well same as the other guy yeah so figure this one out I recently moved to the city and I stumbled on some bars while with the game but not the scene 
Okay, I recommend, I read in a comment a while back that Pete's Tavern in Soma is good. Confirmation plus additional suggestions are appreciated. Thanks and go Bears. Yeah. Uh, I've never been to that one, actually. I'm, I don't know. I don't get around too much. Yeah, I mean, so for me personally, I'm, I'm thinking if you guys are willing, any of the cow bars around are perfect. But you know what? For all our listeners, if you live in San Francisco and you know any um, bars and stuff, that would be fun, um, or that are fun to go to. Please let us know. Uh, I think uh, all of us would. Yeah, we'd all appreciate it. Yeah, give us a place to go once in a while. Yeah, um, but once again, the cow bars, the new bears lair. If you haven't been, I think is a big thing to check out. Pretty cool. Um, it's, it's brand new. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have the same uh, goalposts that yeah. they pulled down from yeah, 2002. That it doesn't. Um, and yeah, since we're on the note of basketball, I just, I want to end on this just because I, I like talking about it, but I just had my fantasy basketball draft yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, and my final pick of the draft, actually, so I'm a Laker fan at, and around round seven, Ryan Anderson was on the board. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson, also on the board. Tough choice. Tough choice. Tough choice. Yeah. Tough choice. Um, so I already had a set of big men, so I took Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. You know, I was a I was being a Laker homer, and I took him. And I would have done the same, honestly. Two picks later, Ryan Anderson comes off the board. But my final pick of the draft, Mr. Alan Crabb. Yes. Crabb people. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, and, you know, you know, I'm not going to give – I don't want to give fantasy advice, but I will say this. Alvaro Camino is, is hobbled. Gerald Henderson is hobbled. C.J. McCollum is definitely the starting two next to Damian Lillard. Allen can play the three. Yes. So I think he is that six-man type where he plays the three and is also the backup to C.J. McCollum, and he has played outstanding this pre, uh, this preseason. Fired it up. Yeah. That's so if you guys are playing back, um, you know, fantasy basketball and need a Cal player, he will give you threes, he will give you steals, and he will give you pretty decent field goal percentage. Yeah, he's um, always been a very good shooter. Yeah. Something's weird with his hair right now. Um, if you haven't seen his new haircut. He, he but, lives in Portland. Uh, <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> you want for nothing. But yeah, um, I just wanted to talk about that just because I think that the Cal guy's coming in. And Jorge got cut this week. So yeah, I was very sad to hear really that. Sad. But he'll be back with somebody on a 10-day. Yeah. And uh, other other Cal basketball news? Uh, Randall. Randall is now in Australia. Yeah. The dropping U- bombs down under. The Ukraine national team member. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy to think about. But um, yeah. So yeah, that that pretty much wraps up our show today. Uh, any closing remarks for you, Trace? Uh, no. I'm gonna go home and watch the rest of the Raider Charger game. It's a blowout right now. So. Yeah, I don't know who's playing tonight. Uh, for Sunday night football. Uh, let me give it a look um, here. But Monday, I know tomorrow night it's uh, Ravens Cardinals. That's uh, Eagles Panthers tonight. Ooh, actually, I know. I'm a big Cam Newton fan, so I'm, I'm definitely gonna try and watch that tonight. Yeah, but this this Raider game, I am amazed right now. Thirty-seven to six. You know, Rob is a Charger fan, and you are a Raider fan. Yeah. You know, I'm I am currently wearing my Chargers powder blue hat as well. Yeah. This is not a good season for us, and I have such high hopes this season. Once again. I wanted Todd Gurley so bad. So yeah, bad for the Chargers. Sadly, he got the second choice who's injured right now. Yeah. And Wisconsin running backs generally haven't turned out well. 
Which is the worst part about it. We haven't had a solid running back since LT. Yeah. Which is, and we drafted Ryan Matthews. And, I mean, Sproles was good, but in a different kind of way. Yeah, he wasn't a number one back. But. He got murdered by Rolando McClain. Oh. <laughs> It'll be okay. All right. At least your jerseys are the coolest. That is true. With the powder the blue. Powder Those blue. are the yeah. best yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. With the white and the white helmet with yeah. the lightning bolt on the side. Raiders are a close second on that, but yeah. I think powder blues are the best. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for yeah, listening to our up. show. That wraps it up. Uh, we will be back next week after the USC game, regular time. Um, maybe we'll try to have a guest on next week. Yeah. Tell us about the bar situation. Yeah. So please, if Let you have, know. if you have any, you know, not just bars to go to to watch the Cal game, but you know, these people want to go hang out with Cal fans. So if you know bars that have a lot of Cal fans that go to that regularly, yeah. or maybe the bar owners from Cal, who knows. Yeah. Um, but any of those bars, if you guys have any, uh, tweet at us, email us, and let us know. Yeah. Um, other than that, that's it. So, go Bears. Go Bears. Let's go. You know it. What? Tell the story. What? You tell the whole damn world. This is bad territory. You know it. What? Tell the story. What? You tell the whole damn world. This is bad territory. You know it. What? Tell the story. What? You Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.